Hello and welcome to Setting the Scheme. I'm Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Elijah. And Rebecca, why are you laughing at me? I do this every week. What? I think that was Herschel barking in the back. <laughs> oh, was that Herschel? Oh, I thought you like let out a laugh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yes. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. The classic, the classic. Hey, folks, welcome to Setting the Scheme. I'm Ben, Doug, Elijah. <laughs> ben, you fool. Well, I, I thought she was laughing at how I did that. But uh, anyway, Tristan's not here. So we have Rebecca. And Herschel. And Herschel. Also, uh, since I wasn't here last week, the boys lied to you. Uh, last week, the boys said that we were watching Don't Look Up this week. And, um, well, we looked up. So well, see, uh, we, the... we did not watch that. You see, that's that's the problem is that as soon as we finish recording that podcast, we realized that all of us took our heads, uh, tilted them 90 degrees upward and looked up. Yeah. And then we were like, well, well, dang, we can't we can't do the movie. Don't look up. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry, we will get to it. Um, the real reason we couldn't is because obviously Tristan's not here and Tristan uh, has a lot to say about that movie. And we thought it was only fitting if he was here for that episode. Uh, so we'll be doing that next week. Spoilers, by the way. Um, but this week, we are watching a completely different movie. Uh, I mean, I'd say it's completely different. I've never seen Don't Look Up, so I don't know how different it is, but I assume it's pretty different. Um, um, can, would you say it's different, can, Doug? Can I just... Oh, yeah, 100%. This okay, is yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just want to say this. So I'm not going to be on next week. I'm going to go on and tell the listeners that because um, oh, I have well. a class that I have to go to. Um so originally i was going to be off for this episode and i've never seen this movie before i have seen don't look up and i was excited about seeing don't look up but let me tell you within 15 minutes of watching this movie i immediately said i'm on the better i'm on the better episode for the better movie because (laughs) i am so ready to talk about this movie this week so is Um, that right that you were saying that the movie that we are talking about this week is a better movie than don't look up I think this is going to be a far more entertaining discussion. But Doug, that is not what you said. You said that this movie was a far better movie. No, that's not what I ever said. That's not what I'm pretty sure that's what you said. That is not in the slightest uh, what I said. Because I know that uh, Tristan is listening. I just want him to have that in his head that the movie that we're talking about this week is a better movie than Don't Look Up. Tristan knows that I like Don't Look Up. He knows I like Don't Look Up. And And in about 30 seconds, listeners, you're going to know real quick what my opinion is of this movie. He loves it. Um, uh, Because, folks, this week we watched the 2009 film uh, called Band Slam. Uh, It's a movie that, you know, I just said it. It was released in 2009. Um, It's a PG movie. I don't think we've done a PG movie in a hot minute. Which is really... Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's right. Um, You know, B-Movie is such a heady existential movie. It sort of uh, lingers uh, between ratings for me. But anyhow, uh, this movie was directed by Todd Graff, was written by Josh A. Kagan, and stars... Dang it. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I just completely, like, had a moment. My brain stopped working. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, this movie stars Allie of Allie and AJ, Vanessa Hudgens, Galen Connell, uh, Scott Porter, uh, Lisa Kudrow, David Bowie, David <laughs> Bowie's last appearance on film, 
before his untimely death, R.I.P. David Bowie. Uh, yeah, and there's some other folks that honestly don't really have much of careers, but yeah, uh, this movie came out in 2009. I've said that about seven times at this point. Hey, Doug, uh, did this movie come out in 2008? Uh, no, no, my good friend. It came out in 2009. Budget-wise, uh, budget this movie was made... I don't even know if budget information's on here. Y'all, oh, there's the budget information. This movie was made for a budget of $20 million and it grossed $12.2 million. It flopped. Yeah, so and ratings-wise, ratings-wise, this movie holds a 6.3 out of 10 on MDB and 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 66% on Metacritic, and a 76% on the Google. And four out of five stars on Common Sense Media. What the actual heck? What the also, actual just to kind of give heck? you an idea of like the um, reception of this film. Normally, when we watch movies for the podcast, I end up having to like rent it on YouTube. This one was free on YouTube with ads. Okay, for the record, that doesn't necessarily mean a movie is good or bad because what? Chronicle Chronicle is on YouTube for free, and Chronicle is fan freaking fantastic. But I mean, most of the time, yes. But at least it, if it's on there, it's more than likely not a critically acclaimed or a critically well acclaimed film. Like you're not going to see Lord of the Rings for free with ads on YouTube. Yeah, you might see the uh, the 1980s animated version of Lord of the Rings (laughs) on YouTube for free. I mean, maybe. maybe we should. I'm curious. Um, I'm gonna look that up. If that's on there, you know. Um, but yeah. Um, so, Band Slam. I know I haven't seen it. I know Ben hasn't seen it. Elijah, have you seen this movie? I did watch it once with Rebecca, who's a big fan. Well, then I'll just turn it over to Rebecca, who listeners. I told Rebecca this before we started recording, but I just want y'all to know: whenever we have Rebecca on this podcast, I get excited because I know it's going to be a great discussion because it. Rebecca's taste in movies is so specific that I know I'm going to have a strong reaction to it regardless. But uh, but yeah, Rebecca, why don't you tell us uh, your take on this movie? And why don't you actually just tell us what happens in this movie? for the people Before you do that, I'm actually going to interrupt you because I got an answer to the question that I just asked. Uh, the animated The Lord of the Rings film is available to rent or purchase on YouTube for $3.99 to rent, $17.99 to buy. All right, I know what I'm watching. Now, Rebecca, <laughs> would you kindly share your experience with this movie with us? I have seen this movie dozens of times. I saw it at the movie theater, so a little bit of that $12 million was some of my of my mom's money because I was young. Anyway, so this movie is about a guy named Will who is really into music and he and his mom moved to a new city and Will is excited because at his old school he was bullied and didn't have a lot of friends and so he was excited to um, begin again. So at this school he quickly realizes that there is this thing going on um, called Band Slam where it's like this big competition where all these high schools their bands come together and play and compete. Well anyway so Will meets this girl named Charlotte, who actually hires him as uh, her band manager, and 
Will puts hire together... is a loose term. <laughs> the, uh, Will puts together this mod podge group of teenagers to form this really killer band to compete in band slam. And along the way, he meets a girl um, played by Vanessa Hudgens, and her name is Sam the Five is Silent. And they form a friendship where they have to um, partner up for a class project. And along the way, things happen. They uh, do the competition they lose and but they still get kind of famous david bowie reaches out to mr will david bowie sends this sends this (laughs) child a text message and says hey hey sport you want to get signed by my indie label? Yeah, David (laughs) david bowie is actually the kid's real father It's in the subtext. I believe that. Well, remember, Will emails David Bowie like throughout the movie, and so then David Bowie finally replies. It's David so Bowie, except he doesn't reply. David Bowie realizes that he's actually in the movie Misery, and if he doesn't reply to his uh, super fan soon enough, he might just get uh, captured and tortured. Um, and so, has anyone seen Misery? Nope. Okay, it's on the list for Halloween this year. Um, yeah, okay. Fun fact, the guy Sagan, what was his name? That, uh, yeah, Josh A. Kagan, sorry, Kagan, um, hasn't done much, but it's all teen movies. And aside from Band Slam, I, I looked at it. He's also done The Duff, which we've mentioned, and which is another <laughs> uh, Rebecca's pet movies that I've seen. And then he also did the recent live action Kim Possible, which I yeah. never had the privilege of seeing, but I'm sure it's awful. <laughs> and yeah. um, I and I was going to well, say, we can change that for you. Looking at the uh, looking at the poster for Band Slam on here, it definitely looks like a bad movie. The poster for Band Slam looks like half of the movie. <laughs> the poster for Band Slam looks like the amalgamation of all the movies that are actually present in this one film uh because it looks like it looks kind of like uh the school of rock poster uh it kind of looks like the school of rock poster combined with a little bit of the feel it doesn't look like it but it looks like the feel of easy a uh, combined with the overall aesthetic of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And yes, listeners, in case you were curious, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world did come out after this movie. And I think Easy A came out in 2008, but I could be wrong. So it sounds um, like those movies copied the vibe of this one. No, no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Dang how it, that Easy A work. came out in 2010. Too. Um, so yeah, yeah so basically what I'm saying is that this movie, huh? No, no, that's that's not what happened. Anyway, Those I don't get Scott Pilgrim from this really at all. Other me than, neither. Um, Will is kind of a scrawny white nerdy kid, and there are two love interests. There are two very interesting love, and that's the only connection movie. between the two movies. But hey, let's talk about Will and those two interests. love interests uh, because in this movie. Like I've said a few times now, there are two love interests. Uh, you've got 
Charlotte, who's played by Ali of Ali and AJ. I think her last name is like Machalka or something. Um, yep. As a shot in the dark. Uh, and then also Sam, uh, the five is silent, who's played by Vanessa Hudgens. Ben, you weren't much of a Disney Channel kid, were you? Uh, kind of. Why? Because you didn't know how to pronounce Machalka. I mean, it's been a few years. I was a big fan oh, okay. of Phil of the Future that uh, she also starred in. Yeah, that's kind of what I know her from, too. Yeah. And she's um, in EVA. She is oh, yeah. in EVA. I was not on for that episode. Yeah, well, she, you know, her presence and um, the other Disney starlet uh, in this movie, Vanessa and Hudgens. then the, the lead guy who was a complete unknown, combined with the it awful... still is a complete unknown. True. Yeah. Let's, let's keep that in mind. He is still a complete... He was and still is a complete unknown. And that combined with the awful movie poster and all that stuff made me go into watching it the first time thinking I'm going to hate this movie. Rebecca also thought I was going to hate it, but I didn't hate it. Um, I think the score I'm going to give the movie today is probably going to disappoint her because she thinks I like it more than I do, but I don't hate it. I'll tell um, you, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't hate this movie. I hate things about it. Like, I for instance, the fact that uh, they created this uh, character for Will to fall in love with that's supposed to be kind of like this shy uh girl with not a lot of friends say it with me now listeners um manic but, no pixie no, I'm, I'm not gonna go that far doug that's um, not what it means like this shy girl who has a stutter but is really like inwardly super talented and then they get the star of the moment vanessa hudgens to play her it just doesn't seem like a fit to me I feel like that's the role that you like you should have gotten the unknown. And then you're also pairing up Vanessa Hudgens with this scrawny, nerdy white guy. Now, and which well, I also feel like uh, I was watching this with Macy and she said this first and I heavily agreed. You get a lot of that in like Hollywood movies. Like you get like the attractive woman and the not so attractive guy, but it's never really the reverse well real life is also that way well it's also because like majority of films are written from the male perspective and it's accurate and guys would much rather uh paint a picture of of a idealized uh female character than they would write one for themselves which is gross i mean yes uh i don't like vanessa hudgens in general Dang. I've never I don't mind her. I've never found her impressive at all. <laughs> I didn't like and her in this role. I don't know why. I don't know. That's I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's that, a, that's fair. There's a there's a very funny uh it's not even that funny. Um, but there's a person on TikTok who once said, uh, you know, Vanessa Hudgens nowadays, like if if there's ever like a film role where or a musical role where you need someone who looks young and pretty uh but like is also like a fairly well-known name then you go for uh you go for <clears throat> uh Vanessa Hudgens but anyone who like pays attention to theater and like Broadway and stuff like that knows that any role Vanessa Hudgens can do Barrett Wilbert Weed or Krista Rod or Krista Rodriguez can do it better I don't know who those people are, but they're both great. Highly recommend looking into their to their stuff. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And now, you how... know, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, so how many movies has she been in where she's had to sing? You know, I was going to bring that up because I feel like that's part of why she gets this role and the role in High School Musical. And it's not like she's a killer singer. Well, okay, I'll I'll defend her on this because for some reason they do have her sing an entire octave or an entire octave below her range. Um because she sings in this the movie she's currently getting a lot of buzz for is uh tick tick boom which is fantastic mm-hmm. still um, haven't seen it it's oh really my good oh my gosh it's so good um obviously she's in the high school musicals oh well she is who did she find that yeah, i know right crazy um she uh she was in greece live she was in rent live i think she sings in uh, the critically acclaimed film My Little Pony, A New Generation. <laughs> well, um, maybe after I see Tick, Tick, yeah. Boom, I'll change my tune about her because I yeah. get the feeling I'm going to like Tick, Tick, Boom a lot. I still haven't seen it, but I'm just so, so I, far I, with Vanessa Hudgens, I'm just like, I don't understand why. Why is she in this? I don't get it. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I will say I liked her in Tick, Tick, Boom because I didn't watch it and be like, oh, yeah, this Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, which happens with a lot yeah, of things yeah. that she's in. It's like, oh yeah, that's just Vanessa Hudgens. But yeah. I, I, one thing that I don't like about this movie is that there are two love interests, and I, I just think it's weird because it's clear that Will likes both of them, but it doesn't really talk about that at all. Yeah. You're watching this movie and you're thinking, this is why I told everyone I said, I was watching this movie and I knew that these characters weren't going to have a threesome, but if just out of the blue they did, it would not have surprised me. Doug has a lot of interesting, nasty theories about this movie. That's that's an accurate way to put that. Look, don't blame me. Blame the movie or blame the amount of... uh, film and crap that i watch on the regular they're usually just kind of messed up well you you can always change that duck that is something that you are in complete control of it is it is but i choose um, to do it they do like sam vanessa hudgens character does like briefly talk about the fact that he clearly also likes charlotte and that's a problem but i guess you're saying they don't really revisit and resolve that well, exactly. It, it's a conflict for that little bit, and then it's not because he makes a movie, he makes a video project where he gets a cardboard cutout of her, a scale replica, a scale cardboard. replica, cardboard cutout scale of Sam, uh, the five is silent, and does this whole video project with her. and She's in the back, just like smiling, like, oh, that's so cute. And I'm like, this is beyond creepy. Like, <laughs> I didn't think it was creepy. I thought it was sweet. Imagine if Elijah, hy- hypothetically, you hey, and Elijah got into a fight. I have cardboard cutouts of all three of you, just so you know. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. But like you got into a fight and he made this video of him with a cardboard cut out of you and showed it to your high school class and and let's not let's not forget that this cardboard cutout 
he has people hold it in front of their face <laughs> so that because like there's actual hair behind one of them and it's like who is holding this court this cutout right. is that you will are it's you a holding little weird cut out and you put a wig on and you have your mom film this for you like will my guy what the actual heck are you doing it's a I think little I've weird i've never noticed that and i watched this That's i didn't notice that Wait, y'all actually didn't notice that no. there was someone holding the cutout? I mean, y'all. like, I could tell that there were moments where it was being held, but I just assumed Will was holding it. I didn't notice anything about the hair or anything. Y'all. That's funny. No, I liked... Um, I wish If it was something he just showed her, I'd be totally fine with it. But to just, like, get up and show it in the middle of class is a little weird. Well, well the assignment was a little weird anyway. I understand that. Rebecca, uh, I saw I'm a textbook to you. on a desk. It said human studies. So I guess that's where it came from. But anyway, yes, Rebecca, please talk. Um, she wasn't talking to him. So this is how he was going to apologize. I mean, in, in, in full honesty and in defense of... Uh, actually, I'm not trying to defend anyone in this movie. I'm just trying to provide context because... Sam, the five is silent. Um, and listeners, if you're curious why we keep referring to her as Sam, the five is silent, it's because it's because this woman's name is spelled S-A, the number five, M. But the five is silent. And it is that's pronounced a, Sam, the five is silent. It's a killer stage name. Anywho, um, it is a great stage name. Um, so they both have to do this project where they say, this is who my partner is. Blah, 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 blah. And Sam, the five of silent, literally takes a mirror and she says, look at this mirror. <laughs> Will is exactly a reflection of whoever is looking at this mirror. But when we get to Will, he doesn't know how to reflect it because there's nothing to reflect. And she basically just says, you have no soul, you pathetic waste of life. Or at least that's what I heard. That was the line that I heard. She did roast him pretty good. Like that was, that was pretty brutal. And he's just like, it's fine. The teacher at the end is like, that was very creative. Very made, super mean, but very yeah. creative. I feel like I say things like that to kids too. I and, feel and like she was just trying to like get past the moment. And then the moment uh-huh. didn't get any better when he pretty much showed this video professing his love for her. Yes, uh, Sam the Five of Silent took her mirror and presented her um, and presented her revenge presentation. Will took the DVD and presented his I'm going to kidnap you and lock you in my basement presentation. I don't know that it would go that not far. that creepy. <laughs> not that creepy. It was still a little weird though. I think it's something that he should have given to her in private. That's that. In terms of apologies that happen in this movie, I think Ben's apology to Charlotte is much better. Where he comes into the like computer lab or wherever they are. Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. Oh, I hated that. That, that guy was sucks. So I mean, I no, think that guy's a piece it. of crap, but I thought I that act was a lot cuter than. I love video. Ben no. <laughs> until I love Ben until. He's in the computer lab and he just sees Will. He Will is not talking to Charlotte. He is not interacting with this conversation whatsoever. This man just makes eye contact with another man and says, I'm going to ruin your life, son. Bring it. And he 
He gets his cronies to be like, I want his records. I want his drug tests. I want his father's eulogy, if you can find it. Bring them to me so I can roast this man's innards over an open flame. (laughs) And their response is, uh, buddy, you're not the Joker, and I'm not your henchman. And that's actually their response. To which Ben pulls out a revolver, shoots one of them in the head, and says, any questions? Oh, he, he takes a pool cue, snaps it in half, and says, we're going to have tryouts. <laughs> uh, he just leans in. Don't want to know how I got these scars. <laughs> I think, you know, this movie probably contains multiple, at least parts of multiple super villain, villain origins. origins. <laughs> they're in here. Yeah, they're in here. Uh, ben walks on stage at Band Slam and says, all right, let me tell you, people will die every day that I do not get to make out with Charlotte, played by Allie of Allie and AJ. And oh. that girl who he like knocked into her or something and she dropped her cello on the ground and she was like ready to kill everyone. Yeah, and she speaks Elvish too. Yep. Um, she's she's one step away from casting curses on that guy. Okay. Also, also, and this is coming from someone who doesn't even love Lord of the Rings. But when Will says Elvish is not a spoken language, a it one thousand percent is a spoken language. He what he what that. he says is there's no such thing as conversational yeah. Elvish. Oh. Yeah. Which is also an inaccurate statement, but. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Take that, Will. <laughs> Let's see if we can make a third Lord of the Rings reference later on in the episode. I would love that. Hey, roll threes, man. Roll threes. Get, get the whole trilogy in there. Yeah. Um, so how'd y'all feel about the acting in this? Well, it wasn't anything to write home about, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, I'd say that, that's kind of where I'm at. There are no performances that really stand out as horrible <laughs> to me. The dog that retrieved medicine, give him an Oscar. Well, he couldn't get the right medicine. And it was he still got the cutest to... thing in the world. That was in the script, though. He did what was in the script. Right. <laughs> there you go. He understood the assignment. Yeah, he did. Fair. <laughs> um, I liked the lead guy from the beginning when I started watching this movie mm-hmm. because he reminds me both in his um his look and his mannerisms he reminds me of even stevens era shia labeouf who is near and dear to my heart because i love me some even stevens growing up so i was predisposed to like this guy now, so say that. so what I, I i would just say that the, the fact that he reminded me so much of lewis stevens and there were also two disney channel starlets in this movie made me go into this thinking it was a decom but it's not but also it kind of feels like it is it definitely feels like it yeah. So I totally get where you're coming from with the he looks like a even Stevens era Shia LaBeouf. I saw him and thought this looks like Anton Yelchin on Criminal Minds, which R.I.P. Anton Yelchin. Love that guy. Love his work. Um, but, you know, and uh, and he has an episode in Criminal Minds um, where he goes to the FBI and says, Hey guys, um, I feel like I might like commit some heinous crimes. Um, help help a guy out. 
And I watched this and by the end of the movie, I thought, you know, Will might go up to the FBI one day and say, hey guys, I'm not saying that I'm going to do it, but I just might commit a heinous crime. Could you help a guy out? I had a lot of thoughts going on while watching this movie. Yeah. Like, and, and we're on the acting. So I'm just going to say this and I'm not going to elaborate on it. Please but Lisa Kudrow, oh, Lisa no. Kudrow, when she sees her son Will making out, not even making out, just kissing, like one kiss. It is one kiss with Charlotte. Um, Doug, you're the not, look, I, the it, look you're that wrong. is on her face is a you look. You are wrong, Doug. Is <laughs> a look that's like, is a look that's like. Is a look of an overprotective mother. No, it's the look of a mother who wants to make out with her son. That is no. not even remotely true. She knew because she had mother's intuition. She knew that there was something not 100% right with Charlotte's intentions. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't want Will to get involved. And there was Will getting all involved. So she was just being overprotective because she And you know who was 100% right? Lisa Kudrow. Can, can, I, can I also just... Okay, first of all, I just want to say... Um, Lisa Kudrow is fantastic. Love Lisa Kudrow. Love Phoebe. Lo love love her stuff. But I just, I just want to put a pause on that. Like I said, I was just going to make that statement and move on from it. And I'm moving on to this, which is, I don't get what Charlotte's whole baggage deal is. Like, I mean, everyone gets really upset at her when she says, when she says, I'm not doing the band. I was trying to make myself a better person. And now my dad is dead. So all well, of y'all can go dying. The hole. issue was that, like, are you trying to figure out why they were upset at her? Yeah, I 100% don't get why they're upset at her. I mean, they were upset because she didn't really, they didn't think she really cared about them, that she was just using them to try and prop herself up and to make her seem like she wasn't a horrible person. Yeah, and then they thought it was like a two way friendship because they tried right. to help her when her dad died and she was like, nope because we ain't real friends right. because this didn't work and then she went and called will dewey okay all right well then that brings me to this point. i still think it's i still think that doesn't make any sense but that does bring me to this point which is why in the sam hill are these kids like berating this child for the fact that his dad was a drunk driver and struck and killed somebody because his dad is famous and they know that his dad is famous and that kids does not will make relentlessly make fun of other kids for anything yeah kids elijah teaches middle school he can i work with male schoolers and, and i know the kids are brutal anything yeah so doug it's not it's not that it's not realistic what do you mean it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense because it's not, I, I would challenge you, challenge you to find a kid who saw that someone's parent had like murdered someone. Let's, let's take it up. It's not, it's not a drunk driver anymore. It's murder. Find a kid who learns that one of their friends, dads murdered someone and said, you're a loser, loser. Your dad's okay, in prison. I got you. I got you. So when I was in high school, uh, there was a guy that was in the same grade as me um, who his dad was arrested my senior year 
for having a meth lab that was run out of his house all throughout high school, not knowing that his dad uh, had a meth lab in his house. People constantly made fun of him because um, he had bad body odor, not knowing that that was the cause, but even if they knew that was the cause, they would not have stopped. Okay, but that's different. Is it? That's different. Kids making fun of something that... Well, I don't know if it was honestly... I think a part of it was making fun of him, but also I think it was like them purposely being mean because they hated Will's dad. And even Will's mom says that they take it out on his son because he had to go to prison. So he wasn't around for people to be mean to him. So they were like, here's his kid, let's be mean. So I don't know how much of it was like making fun. Of course, it probably a little bit, but as much as it's, they just wanted to be mean to him because his dad did a horrible thing. That's uh, another example. Um, this one is more personal because this one was me. Um, there were several people that made fun of me when I was in school. And one day I asked, uh, it was this guy that rode the bus that he constantly made fun of me. And one day I asked him, why do you make fun of me so much? And he said, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of easy. And I don't know if that was based on my reactions to what he was saying or what. Kids are hyenas is the moral of this story. Like, to say that what happened in this movie is unrealistic, I think, is ridiculous. Because I think this is something that could realistically actually happen. Including the Bowie part. Right. Especially the David Bowie part. I... I'm just going to say that I... You can disagree with me if you want to. Yeah, no, I'm just just going to say that I do disagree. uh, And and that's where I will leave this point for right now. Okay. I think that's actually one thing that's handled really well in this film um, in terms of like how it's written. Several other things in this movie, though, are not written very well. Uh, Specifically, a lot of the interactions between people, uh, like the dialogues, I just think are written very poorly um a lot of the humor in this film doesn't really hit for me i don't know what do you guys think i was going to put humor forward as a selling point although not all of the jokes landed with me but which now you said some of the dialogue just didn't feel good um didn't feel i I don't remember how you said it now felt wooden or something i think maybe i felt that at places too but i can't think of an example now i can't think of like a specific example but there were just like times where it's just like this doesn't feel like a real conversation that would actually happen i think it falls into the sort of writing trap that a lot of like late 2000s um teen movies fell into which is let's focus less on Let's focus less on character development and natural conversations and focus more on quips and like uh, sort of sort of gag based dialogue, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that is a a trap of those kinds of movies. Um, I don't think this movie is without character development. There's definitely character development in this movie. Yeah, I would agree. I mean... Sam the Five of Silent becomes a completely different character and like the blink of an eye. <laughs> right. She goes from she goes from mad and grungy Vanessa Hudgens 
to Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Um, the main character, Will, kind of grows into his his self. I mean, he's a unique person. You see him grow into who he is. Um, and then freaking Charlotte is like, prior to the start of the movie, she's a mean girl. And then when the movie starts, she's a mean girl trying to be a nice girl, but maybe for dumb and selfish reasons. And then by the end of the movie, she kind of comes around to maybe I'll actually not be a mean girl on purpose because mm-hmm. that's not right kind of thing. <laughs> it's weird. Um, I probably didn't summarize that very well, but there's like distinct stages in her character evolution. Yeah. I think we see a lot of progress with their drummer. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm actually going to disagree with you there. Um, I was joking. Okay, go ahead. Uh, because it, they set him up as like, oh, yeah, he's going to be this problem child type uh, because he only takes two classes, uh, auto shop and anger management, and he <laughs> failed. Yeah, that whole scene was just a gag. Yeah. Um, yeah, and maybe this movie does have some gags that don't really go anywhere after this after the one scene. Is that kind of what you meant when you said the humor didn't stick land with mm-hmm. you? Yeah, but I mean, there are other like other things that happen that and I died laughing. Like there's the reaction between, or not the reaction, the conversation between uh, Will and Bug when he's first watching the van. And he says, I think you're trying too hard to be like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Pepper. And he's like, that's crazy. I don't even like Flea. And said, yeah, what's your name? Bug. That's I died good. laughing. Oh, and Bug's, yeah, Bug's face when he delivers that is is good. Yeah. I mean, and there were several moments throughout that I was like, that's actually funny. That moment actually was uh, a moment Rebecca quoted to me in order to convince me I should watch this movie. <laughs> nice. Um, Elijah has a favorite. Yes. So, because uh, I, I saw this once before, you know, and there was one scene in particular that stuck with me because I laughed out loud uh, more than once during the scene. And it's uh, Will's first kiss with Sam. <laughs> i love that scene. yeah i, I think it's hilarious. hilarious i thought that it was scene like is hilarious. hilariously awkward yeah it is yeah yeah well it's the really sudden like like thrashing Not moments yeah off. so he just smacks the hat off her head and then yeah and when he grabs her <laughs> and she doesn't want to let go and that moment is funny and then when he finally gets it and just chucks it uh all that stuff makes me laugh out loud so that scene isn't is enough to i mean there were other moments in the movie that i laughed at but that scene alone is enough for me to if somebody says what do you think of band slam i'd say it's pretty funny mm-hmm. doug you look like you have something you want to say i'm sorry i thought i had unmuted my mic um <laughs> i saw that scene and uh the the funniest thing for me was was seeing it and just knowing like what it was like to shoot that scene because you know the director was just behind the camera just going like okay uh, now maybe i should her. okay uh like just reading will's internal dialogue of like of like this is not a caress this is a pet and knowing knowing that vanessa hudgens and whoever the heck will's actor's name is um are listening to that keeping a straight face and you know, like I, I will commend them for that because that that would not that could not have been easy to to pull off. No, yeah, but I mean, I, I think they pull it off well. I'd say, and yeah, like yeah, I will no, say, I don't think 
the part of Sam the Five is Silent is well cast, but I do think that uh, Vanessa Hudgens and the guy that played Will do have good chemistry. Me too. Any other performances stand out to you guys? No. I mean, I, I like think... Ben's turn from a normal guy to a sociopath. <laughs> um, that's just fun. And then he's like back to nice guy at the yep. end. Oh, don't worry. We'll get there. Uh, how do y'all feel about the music in this? It's called Band Slam. There's a lot of music. I have, okay. <laughs> I have Phil's song, like on my liked songs on Spotify. Okay. I have. Which version? The, not the one that Ben sings. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I personally love that song. I think it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it could, part of it could be nostalgia. But I know. No, I, mean, I agree. Really... I thought it was a good song. Yeah, uh, I, know. I, I, I actually like really like Ben's version of it too. <laughs> it was interesting. There, uh, <laughs> there's a movie that came out this past. Well, it's a series of movies um, called uh, the Fear Street series. It's on Netflix. I, I would recommend it. It's a fun time. And the the reason I bring that up is because the music plays a big part in those movies as well. Uh, the first movie, though, which takes place in 1994. The first nine minutes of the movie, there are thir- there are 14 songs that play across the first nine minutes. And some of the songs fit. Some of the songs fit and you're just like, okay, this is a really good thing. But before you can even like really appreciate that song, it moves on to the next one. And I feel like that's sort of what happens with the music in this movie until you get to the concert at the very end. Um, because... There's a lot of really good songs in this movie, but I feel like they go through them so fast and there's so many of them that you can't really take a minute to be like, oh, okay, this is a great song. It really fits the scene. Nope, we're on to a next one. Yeah, I definitely think, agree with that. What'd y'all think of that little bit where it's like their first practice as the big group and Will is like, just play something. Bill don't want another that like, little funky beat that they had was it that you know, jam? Uh, you know it was it was good however jack black and the cast of school of rock did a whole heck of a yeah, lot better. i will also agree yeah that. um if you if you like this movie and you cite the music and the role of music in the movie as part of the reason why you like it then why aren't you watching school of rock mm-hmm. there it is there it is <laughs> and i did get rebecca to watch school of rock one time what'd you say ben which also has a character named dewey oh my gosh (laughs) this movie is okay here's the headcanon friends here's the headcanon so dewey from school of rock uh first of all i just need you to ignore the fact that there that there's only six years of difference between this movie and school of rock we're gonna add in like another 15 years in between the two of them for this to work um but here's the head cannon so dewey and principal i forget her i forget her mullins. name say that again mullins yeah, yeah yeah uh uh yeah so they get married so they get married and they have a son and then you know it's a truly tragic thing but um dewey <laughs> Are you Dewey trying to gets say drunk that this boy's night? This Dewey boy's gets drunk one father night. Is wow. Jack Black. 
Yeah, Dewey gets drunk one night while uh, hanging out with his wife, listening to uh, Stevie Nicks uh, in a bar. Um, he gets drunk, hits a kid, kills the kid, and then their son, Dewey Jr. Uh, not his name. I know it's not his name, but in my head canon it is. In my head it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Your head canon is wrong. Doug's opinion of this movie is mostly based on things that are not in the movie or at all related to the movie. <laughs> yep. It's because it's because I was watching this movie and I thought to myself, this movie is this movie on its own is just kind of meh. But if it made a few key just astronomical changes to its tone and message, then I would enjoy it a whole heck of a lot more. Okay. I have to say, when I suggested this movie, I really did not think that anybody would have such strong opinions. So you want to know what gave me strong opinions about this movie? The last five minutes. There it is. Because I thought this movie was like, fine, it was fine. And then we get to the last five minutes. So in the last five minutes, uh, I'm going to say five minutes like a few more times. In the last five minutes, um, uh, the I forget the name of the band, but they lose. Uh, and some random I can't band. Go on. I'll go on. That one. Uh, they also, lose. Stupid name for a band. Eh, it, it is. Brilliant. Is. Name. I Brilliant. didn't like it until I saw the t-shirt. I like the t-shirt. The t-shirt's good. The t-shirt yeah. is good. Anyway, um, so I'll they lose. Um, but everyone walks away is like, yeah, I thought uh, I can't go on. I'll go on with the best. Uh, it gets posted to YouTube and they go viral. And David freaking Bowie uh, happens to see is it. like, huh. I like that. Uh, Let me text this kid. It was an email. (laughs) It is a a text message. I don't care what anybody says. David Bowie. David Bowie. I think he's Sir David Bowie. (laughs) David Bowie sent an email to Will's phone. Text message. um, That appeared as a text message um, saying, hey, I'm on your phone. You could. Anyway, uh, gets this message and he says, hey, I'm starting an indie label. Has anyone signed you yet? And uh, then you make a quick jump and everyone's graduating and everyone's happy. And then Ben shows up and apparently he and uh, you ready? Ali are back together. But as they're driving off into the sunset, Ali looks in the rearview mirror and takes a longing look at Will because she's also in love with him. And I'm just like, what? You, you ready? Like the last five minutes, I'm just going, wait, what? You ready? This what, is what uh, happened. This movie saw Return of the King and said, everyone got their happy ending ah! in that movie. So let's give every single person a happy ending in this movie, except for Charlotte. I'm glad that you brought this to the Lord of the Rings again, but, but I that would was not say that I would not say everyone in the Return of the King got a happy ending either. Um, well, then it's exactly like Return of the King. Then. Oh, okay. I guess you're right. Um, also, I was going to say, stretch. doesn't it uh, doesn't it make a lot of sense to say that Charlotte isn't in love with Will and never was, but she admires him? No, she 100% was in love with him. I, said, I think oh, she's no. realizing at the end that uh, she is. She has feelings for him. Rebecca agreed with me. Okay. Well, I don't. I mean, that's why y'all are a great pair together. That's true. 
<laughs> but no, I, I, I disagree on that. I think that look was like a look of desire. That sounded weird to say. Mm. I, I, I think she has feelings for him. Yeah. Interesting. Might need to rewatch it. I always just thought she was kind of looking back like, oh, these are my people and I've graduated and here I am about to leave. And like, because remember, she does tell um, Will's mom that she thinks that Will is a great guy and she wants him in his life or something. So I've always just thought she was just kind of like looking in her rear view mirror, looking at her past, like, wow. She's thinking to herself, you know, you know. uh, Well, she looks specifically at him as well as having his happily ever after moment thinking that could have been me i mean she well, looks at that... him she no. looks at him like smeagol looks at the one ring it's like <laughs> okay dog I that's trust. enough broke the rule of threes it's broke done. the rule it's of threes over. it's not oh, funny I know. anymore i know uh. <laughs> but how did y'all feel about the ending of this movie nah. so, i like okay go ahead right. and, and rebecca mentioned this earlier when we were texting about this movie um it's one thing that i like that she pointed out that is um not standard and tropey for films like this they actually lose the competition yeah and i like that i was happy about that i do kind of wish they had maybe done things differently post losing the competition Mm -hmm. to resolve it without david bowie but (laughs) yeah uh after they lost that's where my opinion of this film started to go down yeah I like if they had like... just lost and done their happily ever after, cool. But to say like, oh yeah, they went viral and they're still getting a record label, even though and they David lost. Bowie texted them. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do think it was a little far of David Bowie to send the email, but you I know, mean, I, I think you could have incorporated David Bowie into this in a better way. Like he could have been one of the judges at this, and like it's his indie label that is signing the winner of the band and. But I think that would have been pretty much the same thing. I think it would have been a little better. I would have loved I'm not it saying it would have if... been great, and it would have also uh, ruined the fact that um, the band lost, but I don't I know. I would have loved it if they showed, if like David Bowie wasn't actually on screen, but like Will was looking through like a newspaper, like an old newspaper of like when his dad was arrested and he sees it and his dad is actually played by david bowie it's not david bowie his dad just is played by and looks exactly like david bowie yeah i don't know Um, he had already appeared in the movie Uh, i don't think you could get away with that doug thought this movie was so boring he needed to come up with conspiracy (laughs) theories to make it interesting (laughs) so okay so so that's conspiracy theory doug about the last five minutes of this movie. So I did not love this movie, as you can tell. Um, but the last five minutes of this movie, it like teetered over the edge into so absurd that I was like, dang it, I probably could watch this movie again. I would make a drinking game out of it and I would just have a grand old time with this movie. It it kind of has anyone seen the movie Teeth before? No, no, no. Okay, okay. Teeth is awful. Want to? Teeth is awful. It's an awful movie. But don't watch it if you've never watched it. Don't. Yeah, seriously. I've never seen it. I don't want to. Seriously, it's awful. But, but, uh, some very good friends of mine and I made a drinking game for Teeth, Mm. and it is a load of fun. Mm. 
Oh. It is a load of fun. No. So with that... Um... Let's score this sucker now. Doug, why don't you get us started since you just put us through all of that? Um, <laughs> okay. Fine. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a 37 um, because I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's actually kind of awful. Um, and, you know, whenever I say the number 37, I think of that scene in Clerks where the guy goes, 37? If you know the movie, you know what scene I'm talking about. But yeah, 37. Okay, I think that's way too low. Um, if I could cut off the, fi- the last like five minutes of this movie, I'd give this movie a 70, but I can't. Uh, so this movie is getting a 60. Um, it's a lot I'm of fun, but I think it's a knockoff or kind of like a poor man's School of Rock. I would definitely rewatch School of Rock over this one. Yes. Between the two, I'm going with School of Rock. Um, but, and I mean, like, I would say I like Band Slam, but it's not for the music. Um, honestly, the number one reason I like this movie is that scene when he smacks the hat off of her head. That's so funny. And it's well done. And it makes me wonder, why haven't we seen this kid in other movies? Anyway, um, and then another thing I was going to point out is I actually like how um, how uh, it's not, you know, it's not super clear cut um, who you're allowed to hate in this movie. You know, they give up, they give their characters as much complexity as they can get away with in a weird and, you know, teeny bopper kind of movie. Um, like Charlotte turned out to be way more complex than I thought she was when we started watching the movie. Um and, and things like that are adding points for me. Um, anyway, this movie gets a C from me. I'm calling it a 73. Okay. Rebecca? And Rebecca's going to give it an 82. <laughs> we really ran a full gambit on this movie. Yeah, we did. Why are you giving it an 82? Give it an 82 for the nostalgia, for the memes, and also because I really do think it's a good movie. Like, if I compare it to other, like, teen movies, I guess, I think this one is good. Like, I like the characters. I like the story. I think it's somewhat unique for it to be, like, a, you know, a teen movie about a kids that join a band. Um, and I, I do. I like it. And I, I hear you guys on the last five minutes. I do but i i just like this movie i think it's good right. <clears throat> well after pulling that into our patented scorometer uh we get a final score of a 63 which if we are playing by prices right rules means that i am right this so also puts us right in that. line with imdb yes so it's been we are as smart as imdba Ben, it's been a minute since you were. I know. uh, I wasn't as mean to this film as uh, you were, which is a nice welcome change. Well, Ben's got his mojo back. Yeah. Uh, But next week we're talking about Don't Look Up, and I really don't know what to expect. Uh, I've heard it's kind of a pretentious film. um, But I strongly disagree with that. This movie, that movie is smart. It is good. And if I wasn't at class next week, I would be on to defend it with Tristan. Well, I I guess we'll see how it goes. Uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, see how it goes. 
Uh, anyway, in the meantime, be sure to keep up with all the cool stuff we're doing on social media uh, at Fighter Media. We've got new episodes of Setting the Skeen every Wednesday. Uh, and until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Elijah. And I'm Rebecca, the eight is silent. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, shoot, that was one more thing that I hated, how everyone started picking that up at the end. Uh, anyway, this has been Setting the Skeen. You guys have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>